It's Film Festival Radio, the show where superstars and future stars happily coexist together. And now, here's your host, Janice Malone. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Film Festival Radio Show with me, Janice Malone here. How's your weekend so far? Are you staying cool, staying dry? I hope you are. It is really hot. I, I think it's going to be, is it already 110? Yeah, it's really hot. But to further speak of hot, do you know tomorrow is National Ice Cream Day? I did not know that. Yeah, tomorrow is National Ice Cream Day. And uh, according to this company called RTA Outdoor Living, you can go to rtaoutdoorliving.com. They have done the homework. They've done the research, uh, gone to Google Trends, and they have found and studied the most popular milkshake flavors in every state in honor of National Ice Cream Day. And we don't have time for the whole list there, but if again, if you want to go see and check the list out, it's rtaoutdoorliving.com. But according to them and Google Trends, the most popular milkshake flavor in the country is strawberry. And that includes for Nevada as well. Uh, we are on the list. Ten states prefer... Uh, according to their research, they prefer the flavor of strawberry for their shakes, for their milkshakes. What do you prefer? I like, I really like chocolate. Strawberry is okay. All right. But anyway, that's according to, again, uh, rtaoutdoorliving.com in honor of tomorrow being National Ice Cream Day. So tomorrow, go and get a tub of your favorite flavor of ice cream and just have at it. Dig in. Hey, it's going to be hot, so you may as well celebrate and worry about the calories on Monday. But anyway, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we have guests. We have really, I'm so excited about the guests. We have a best-selling author who's also a medical doctor, and she's got information to hopefully tell us how to deal with medical debt. Yes. And we also have a hip-hop star, television reality star, Big Frida will be joining us. So stay tuned. Hang on. And we'll be right back after this. Okay, we are back to uh, start our show here. So our first guest is uh, a very popular, talented re television reality star, as well as a hip hop recording artist. Uh, we're talking about Big Frida. And Big Frida is the undisputed, actually the creator of the Bounce uh, hip hop music craze. Yeah, Big Frida did that. Queen of Bounce. Uh, television, as I said, reality TV star, uh, recording artist, and also now Big Frida is a part of the cast, the celebrity cast of the new College Hill Celebrity Edition television show, reality show that is on BET+. And the latest edition of the show features our guest in just a few seconds here, Big Frida, Nene Leake, Slim Thug, Ray J, Lamar Odom, Stacey Dash, Dream Doll, and India Love. And so 
all eight of these really controversial, sometimes just really funny, iconic celebrities, they've kind of stepped away from their lifestyle of the rich and famous, and they are instead gone to an HBCU university, Texas Southern University in Houston, Texas, so that they can see what it's like to have the HBCU college experience. Currently, all episodes of College Hill Celebrity Edition is now streaming, so you can go and indulge while you are enjoying National Ice Cream Day tomorrow. Just indulge and watch all episodes of College Hill Celebrity Edition on the BET Plus channel. So I've been told that our guest, Big Frida, is uh, we're about to get connected. The operator is about to connect us. So let's get more from Big Frida about... College Hill Celebrity Edition on the BET Plus channel and what it's like being a part of the fun there. So let's get hooked in right now. And you have Big Frida online. Well, good morning, Big Frida. Hi, Janice. How are you? Well, I am doing just fine, Big Frida. Uh, it's such a pleasure to chat with you. And I understand that you have got some big things coming on and taking place with on BET+. Plus. So tell us all about yeah. what's going on. I mean, you know, I'm grateful for the, the, the BET family and Tracy Morgan and to have the whole College Hill experience at an HBCU. You know, I'm on the, the show with seven other celebrities, Ray J, you know, NeNe Leakes, India Love, Dream Doll, Stacey Dash, Slim Thug, and it was an amazing show. You know, it is out right now on BT Plus, and we're doing great things. We went back to college, and we learned some stuff, and I'm, I'm excited for everybody to see the season. And, and all of the, the good things and, and the bad that happened throughout the course. Can you give us just a hint about some of the bad, the good, the bad, the uh-oh that happened as far as you're concerned with you? I mean, well, you know, there's a few episodes out right now. You know, um, Stacey Dash didn't last long in the house. You know, that was one of the things. She didn't last but a week in, and she didn't get a chance to have the whole college experience and build friendships for a lifetime. So, you know, we are wishing Stacey the best in, in all of her endeavors. But, you know, we, we got to connect personally with all the different personalities that were in the house and we, to become friends and to get to know each other and see how other celebrities live and how they act and, you know, how they eat and all of that. So, um, you know, it just was a great experience you know, um, the whole thing, you know, from the professors to the president to the, you know, the students and the staff at, at Texas Southern University. It was a great experience. They, you know, even though we were celebrities, we were students, you know, at the end of the day, and they treated us just as, as they should. And so you get to see us in a whole different element um, of our normal everyday lives and career, you know. Uh, that was an all-star lineup, including yourself there. Were uh, there any particular celebrities that you uh, grew up being a fan of? Because some of these celebrities have been famous for a very long time. So uh, anybody in particular? I mean, Stacey Dash, of course, you know, Clueless, you know, mm -hmm. and, you know, um, Ray, Ray J, Nene Lee, 
you know, I, I was a fan of all of them, all, all of them. And, um, you know, I, I love watching them and their work and what they do. Um, you know, it was my first time interacting with Dream Doll in the Slim Thug and, and Stacey Dash, but, you know, I, I knew them already and then just to get to know everybody else was an amazing, amazing time. Did working on this uh, show, did it cause you to want to say, maybe one day I might go back to college and see what it's like? Or You're so busy, though. I don't know. You don't have time, maybe. Yeah. It, 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 it actually did. You know, I was not far away from completing my nursing degree. So I have been considering that in the back of my mind, you know, just trying to figure out timing because I have been so busy. You know, but I've also was thinking of what's new that I want to do. What what what's the new experience that I want to experience, and, and what can help me further in my career and and so forth. So yeah, I have been thinking about you know maybe taking some virtual classes, some online things, and and really just going back in when I have time or at night or whatever. Oh yeah, so many celebrities and famous people have done that. I've uh, gotten their degrees and to the next level and the next level. So yeah, thanks to virtual classes. And you know something, Frida, this would be yeah. if you did that. What an inspiration it would be for a lot of your younger fans about the value of continuing their education. No matter how you know how old you get or no matter where you get in in your life or your career there's always room for growth and and you know i want my fans to continue to see me grow and to continue to elevate in the things that i'm trying to do you know um when you take these experiences it only makes your life better and all of your experience in life better so you know why not be up for the challenge well, I know we're supposed to be talking about College Hill, but I got to ask you really fast. Uh, what about music? Uh, uh, projects upcoming, already done, or, or to to be released, or what? Yeah, uh, yeah, working on my new album. Um, you know, a lot of it is almost done. You know, we are just putting putting the, the final touches on it and polishing everything up. Um, so I'm super excited about that. You know, always excited to put out new music to, to bring new vibes and new energy to clubs and, and, and festivals and, and homes around the world. Um, you know, I just dropped a new song with Beyonce, Break My Soul. So I'm super excited about that. Um, you know, I have some other stuff that's happening with other artists that I'm collaborating with. And I'm, I'm just grateful for all the moments right now. Um, taking it one day at a time, you know, and trying to enjoy one thing at a time. But, you know, it is definitely a lot happening, and I'm grateful for all these moments. Someone wants me to ask you, what was it like the very, very first time that you worked in the studio with Beyonce? Were you nervous? Were you excited? Or were you scared? Or just what was that like? All the above. <laughs> <laughs> all the above. Nervous, scared, excited, overwhelmed. You know, when I first got the phone call from Beyonce, I, you know, I like died at home and came back to life. So it was definitely a experience of, you know, meeting the queen and working with her and, you know, her just loving me for who I am and my, and my authentic self. And I'm forever grateful for Beyonce and just all that she has done for me and for my career.
Has she seen you on Celebrity uh, Hill? I mean, not Celebrity, College Hill, I should say. I'm not sure. You know, she's been working, preparing for her album. So I don't know if she had time to, you know, catch up on her shows or what she liked to watch. But um, I'm certain that somebody has figured you got to put Rita on College Hill. She is hilarious. You are for sure, for sure. Well, I know I should. I know you probably can't give us the answer to this, but is there a possibility that the two of you will be touring once you know soon or in the immediate future or what together? I hope so. I hope so. You know, I always wish for that. You know, and um, you know, only time will tell. You know, that's totally up to be in her camp and um i mean i would love to you know open for her or tour with her or anything she want to do i'm down to do so you know we are putting it out there in the air that um we're going to speak it into the universe well that's the best that we can definitely do all of us all of your fans out here so for now though we can see you and the rest of your colleagues on college hill on bet plus and we'll just be on the standby for when your next album drops as well yes yes thank you so much i appreciate the love this is drew and jonathan scott the property brothers and you are listening to film festival radio with janice malone next guest on board here and this is a lady that I have been really wanting to talk to for a while because she has a, a new book that is so helpful for everybody. Her name is Dr. Virgie Bright Ellington, uh, MD, and she is an internal medicine physician and a medical billing expert. What a great combination. She's also a dedicated patient advocate She's been uh, practicing for more than 20 years in primary care and psychiatric settings and as a health insurance executive. And in addition to medicine, she now helps patients understand the often complex medical procedures and help patients to communicate effectively with their health care providers, and, and also, the, the really main thing, avoid financial catastrophe from those huge, monstrous medical bills. So Dr. Ellington, thank you so much for joining me and thank you for your new book, which is titled Crush Medical Debt. So thank you for being here. Yeah, well, thank you for having me. I've been looking forward to talking with you. Okay, so let's just jump right in here. Uh, in a, Like I said, in addition to being a, an internal medicine physician, you have the real unique uh, flip side of, uh, I should say additive, of what you do. You are an expert in medical billing, and you have a heart for helping patients. So what a good combination that you have here. And um, so, okay, so just tell us, how did this Crush Medical Debt book come about for you? So, you know what, uh, Janice, I have to tell you, it uh, it snuck up on me. I thought I, you know, uh, when we're young, right, we think we know it all, right? We have all the answers. So I've been a an, um, board-certified internal medicine physician for more than 20 years. I've been a health insurance executive for, you know, 10 years. And so I thought I knew the whole United States healthcare system all the way around, 360 degrees. 
But it wasn't until I became a patient that I figured out, oh my gosh, there's these things going on that I had no idea. So I had admitted to the hospital and my hospital roommate was telling me that she had been in the hospital the year prior and she was nervous about this hospital stay because of the last hospital stay before she left her day of discharge, a billing representative, a billing department representative from the hospital came to her room and said, you have to sign this financial agreement saying that you will pay the balance of whatever your insurance doesn't pay. You're going to pay what the bill is when we send it to you, and you're going to sign this before you leave. Now, this is a young mom. I would say late 20s, early 30s. Uh, her um, husband worked at a 24-hour diner. She did not work outside the home because they have two toddler children who you know, aren't able to go to school yet, so she couldn't work outside the home yet. So I knew that what she had done was literally sign away her family's financial future. They're, they're going to be in debt for a lifetime and or worse, or have to declare bankruptcy. And so Janice, when she told me this, she tells me this story, I swear, the curtain dropped, I saw red, I was just enraged. And then I thought, you know what, Virgie, don't get angry, get to getting do something. And that's how Crush Medical Debt was born. Well, I know this book is obviously, uh, the minute that people hear the title, it's, it's very self-explanatory. I know people of all walks of life uh, have purchased this book. So what kind of feedback are you receiving? You know what? I'm stunned and um, I have to say humbled and honored that I'm able to share this information with folks. They're just saying, you know, I had no idea, and some have even said, you know, you've already saved me, you know, hundreds to, you know, a few thousand dollars. And so I, I have to say the feedback I've gotten is just absolutely phenomenal. And, you know, it, it's why I do what I do, because I know that 80 to 90 percent of all U.S. medical bills have mistakes. And if you can guess, Janice, they're not going to be in the favor of the patient. They're going to be in the favor of the provider and or the insurance company. And so it's obviously needed. Now, um, there was just so much information and so many great topics within the book, Crush Medical Debt, again. But you write that there is a better way to get rid of your medical debt beyond bankruptcy. So without giving away too much before they get the book. Can you sum up how can that be done? Yeah, so there are three steps, Janice, and I, t I tell folks, you know, I tell people all the time, there's only one right way to pay a medical bill, and that involves three steps. Step one is to pick up the phone. The first step is just a phone call. Pick up the phone and call the billing office or patient accounts department of the hospital or medical care facility and ask for a real bill, which is an itemized bill with CPT codes. CPT stands for a long name that even people who are working in the industry for years can't remember the name of it. Actually, it stands for current procedural terminology, which is why we don't use the term. CPT codes. And actually, I was talking to a radio host uh, a couple of months ago, and he says, you know, CPT codes, that should stand for can't pay this. <laughs> That's <laughs> a good word. Right? right? So CPT codes, Janice, are just like 
barcodes for products when you go into a store. You go into a store, every product that's sold has a barcode. You grab it, you grab the product, you run it through the scanner, and it tells you a brief description of the product and the price that the retailer is charging for it. Same exact thing with CPT codes. You have a CPT code, basically a barcode for every single medical service that's provided in the United States. Every test, every operation, every type of office visit, ER visit, or operation, anything you can imagine, everything has a CPT code. And that's what the providers use. They use that code to figure out what they're going to charge for that service. And payers, meaning insurance companies, private and government, public insurance companies use CPT codes to figure out how much they're going to pay for each service. So that's step one. Step two, once you get a real bill, I call it an, an, an accurate bill. An accurate bill is an itemized bill. An itemized bill is a, B with, a bill with CPT codes. So once you get a bill in your hands that has CPT codes, which are five digits, usually uh, five digits numeral codes. At the top you'll see something that's CPT, and underneath um, you'll see a list of services that hopefully with step two, sounds like the services that you received. And you're going to Google each of those CPT codes. Once you Google those CPT codes, you're going to pull up that description and make sure it sounds like the services you received. Make sure you're not getting double billed or, you know, I went in for, you know, a hysterectomy and, and you know, they billed me for, you know, tying my tooth plus a hysterectomy. You know, just weird. Just make sure it just sounds yes. accurate, right? And then while you're Googling, you're also going to take those CPT codes and Google what Medicare pays for those services. Now, Medicare is what the government pays for their medical services. I call that just the 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 non-retail marked up price for medical services. So on average, I would say retail price, I call it the MRSP, um, manufacturer retail sticker price for medical services, Janice, is 300 to 500% marked up above Medicare. So I say, look, you know, start at Medicare. You want to see what Medicare CMS, uh, the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, the government pays for the services that you were billed. And I tell folks, you know, if it's good enough for the U.S. government, it's good enough for me. Now, there are some people that do this work that, meaning that help people who are struggling with medical bills and say, ah, you know, start with two times Medicare, because the argument pushback that you'll often get from the facilities, the medical facilities and hospitals, is that, well, if everybody paid the Medicare rate, we wouldn't be able to stay in business. Um, I'm not so sure about that, and not my problem. It's not our problem. We want to pay a fair price for the services we received. So that's step two. You got the CPT codes, you've Googled them, and how much uh, Medicare pays for those services. Step three, once you've taken uh, a sum of put together the Medicare rates for each of those services you received on that bill, you're going to call back the billing department and their patient accounts department and say, look, 
in my research, in my case, I realized, I figured out in my research that the fair price, what Medicare pays for this service, these services is, let's just say, um, you know, a thousand dollars. And you know what? I can't pay it all at once, but can I pay a payment plan of $100 a month until it's paid off interest free? So you're going to call them back and ask for an interest-free payment plan that's in your budget. And this is an important point, Janice. It has to be within your budget. So you might have, uh, let's say after you do your three steps of the only right way to pay a bill, and you realize, okay, great, I got the bill down from fifteen or 20000 down to 5000 you know, what Medicare would have paid for these services. And let's say, you know what, I can't afford any more than $100 a month until this is paid off. You're going to likely get pushback, and it is their job, from the representatives with the billing department. And they're going to say, you know what, it's going to take us a long time to get paid. And, you know, can you do 250 you know, 350 250 And if you can't, then the answer is no. Stick to your budget because they will accept it. You know, you know I, I say never hate a hustler, right? You know, it's their job. You know, don't hate the, <laughs> go, don't hate the player, hate the game. Yes. It's their job to get you to pay more right and faster. But stick to your budget. And the reason why they're going to agree to that, Janice, is because how does it go? A little bit of something is better than all of nothing. And they know it's cheaper to agree to a payment plan instead of having to chase you you know, and theoretically, you know, possibly get, you know, a fraction or none of what, uh, of what they're owed. So those are the three steps of the only one right way to pay a medical bill. Please, everyone, if you can apply these three steps to every bill you get, this is going to save you literally thousands and for some people, tens and tens of thousands of dollars over your lifetime. And I want to make note that a lot, the information that most of it that you just uh, shared with us so beautifully is available on your book's website, crushmedicaldebt.com. And there is, uh, you have pull down tabs, uh, medical bill paying is one tab, uh, crush medical debt financial a wellness program, just a, a wealth of information on, again, the book's website. And that is crushmedicaldebt.com. So, okay, go, I'm going to go back here. Um, you were you noted that sometimes there's certain procedures and such can be marked up as high as 300 percent oh my god 500 percent 500 percent so yeah three to five hundred percent on average is the full retail sticker price is what i call it yeah that is sticker shock at its worst um but 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 dr fruji as we all know most people consumer people me whomever are intimidated by mm. the healthcare system, the medical system, and they'll go, oh, well, I'm just little Susie Homemaker who works at a diner. How can I negotiate and talk to the big, you know, the big pharmaceutical or not, well, not pharmaceutical, but the medical industry, the hospital. Right. So, so what does this always work or, or what those three steps and other information for just regular people? I have to thank you so much, Janice, for asking that question because that's the number one concern I had when I started Crush Medical Debt. When Crush Medical Debt was born, I thought about my little, you know, late 20, you know, 30-year-old, you know, hospital roommate who, frankly, I think 
probably at best graduated from high school, had a high school graduation, and the book was written simply for that reason. And I give people the analogy of taking your car to a mechanic. Your car is sick. Your car has problems. You don't have to be a mechanic and know fancy car part language and how the car works and the engines work and all that kind of stuff to be able to figure out a, a car repair bill that you can afford. Same thing with medical bills. You don't have to know fancy uh, anatomy words and fancy medical terms to be able to figure out what you can afford. Number one, what's fair, and number two, what you can afford and stick to it. Same thing. Just think about if I can buy a car, if I can uh, negotiate a car, uh, when I purchase a car, new or used, right? We know that we expect to negotiate. Same exact thing with medical bills. You don't need to know fancy words. That's why I said run the CPT codes and step, first you get the bill with CPT codes, step one. Step two, you run them into Google. You ask Dr. Google <laughs> what the, the codes mean. Um, and they like the, I find the more specific the description, sometimes they get really long. You can figure out, oh, that sounds like what I had. That sounds like the service I had. You don't need to know more than that. Just like when you go to the car mechanic, they say, you know what, you need a new carburetor. You have no freaking idea what a carburetor is, but you know what? They'll tell you, okay, I can get you a new one for such and such price, or I can get you one from a, um, a used one, like you know, often they source it from a junkyard kind of thing for such and such price. And you'll be like, you know what? I kind of like that used price. That's my, that's my money right there. That's me. Yeah. Same thing. Okay, so for people who are fortunate enough to have private health care insurance, are there advocates at the various big insurance companies that can help the the um, customers with these type of information or help walk them through it? Or, or what? how does that work? You know what? That is, a, thank you for asking me a question. You know, no one's asked me that question before, but you'd be surprised the folks on the front line and the insurance companies actually do want to help. And they can help make sure that the bill that you got is the right bill, meaning providers only send insurance companies real bills, accurate bills, meaning itemized bills, itemized bills with CPT codes. Unfortunately, I have to say nine times out of 10, uh, providers from large um, hospital systems will send their patients bills that don't have any CPT codes and they'll just have like general descriptions like, you know, pharmacy or um, uh, respiratory therapy. And it's like, you know, the analogy I use, Janice, is like going to a grocery store. What if you went to a grocery store and you came out with the receipt that mm -hmm. said uh, dairy, produce, Right. Yeah, no, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? right? So there's no way, there's no insurance company on earth that will accept a bill that doesn't have, that's not real, that's not mm -hmm. accurate, and that's a bill with CPT code. And so if you're struggling with comparing notes, you're going to call your insurance company and say, hey, can you send me or can you go over the EOB, explanation of benefits, meaning what the provider bill sent to them a claim or a fancy name for bill, and so you can compare notes, and they'll explain to you, okay, 
this is what we sent and this is what we've agreed, what we paid or not paid, and you can go from there. I'll tell you, Dr. Virgie, I am just amazed at all of the different acronyms that are involved in the medical. <laughs> Lots business. of alphabet. <laughs> it's a whole different you just language. Have to remember three. Just remember, can't pay this. You're not going to pay this first price. You're not going to pay the first bill because it's usually not a real bill. It usually doesn't have CPT codes. Can't pay this codes. If it doesn't have CPT codes, you can't pay it. Okay. There you go. Okay. <laughs> EOB, that's a new one for me now. EOB, explanation of benefits, meaning explanation of what was paid versus not paid according to the benefits you have with your insurance company. Okay. Well, let's just say I am the patient customer person and my big insurance company is, uh, I can help you insurance company. So when yeah. you call up your insurance company, and you need this type of help, what department do you ask the operator for uh, patient uh, advocacy or, or just what department usually do you ask for? The simplest thing is actually just calling the number on the back of your card. You take your insurance card, look in the back, and they usually have two numbers. One is for providers mm -hmm. and you know, like for um like a predetermination or pre, you know, certification kind of thing. But the other number uh, is usually a one eight hundred number. They'll say, you know, patients call or for questions call. That's the number that you're going to call. And it, it's they're all self-explanatory. You know, from there, you know, you get into some kind of um, what do you call it? Uh, you know, numbers. I'm looking for the word, Janice. Um, uh, you know, press one if you want, oh, you yes, know, this. Yes. Yeah, you know what those I'm trying prompts. to say. Oh, the dreaded prompts. Oh. Yes, there you go, the <laughs> yes. prompts. Uh, but the every insurance card that you get, when they send, when the insurance companies send them out to patients, they know that patients may have questions and they have an algorithm and they have them start with that number on the back of the card for patients to call. I also want to go back and revisit uh, again about this payment plan situation. Uh, again, it's all laid out in uh, Dr. Virgie's new book, Crush Medical Debt. There's a website, crushmedicaldebt.com. Really want to zoom in on this. Now, you mentioned that once you get the CPT codes and get all of that laid out, that it's important to set up an interest-free payment plan. Talk about that. Again, you know, I have to tell you, Janice, I'm really, really appreciating the questions you're asking because they're really getting to the core of what I'm trying to get the American public to be very clear about. And that is that when you get a bill, you want to apply the three steps because there is exploding in the industry now, something called like medical credit cards or medical cards, where they'll say, well, it's zero interest, it's interest free yes. for the first two years, that kind of thing. And, you know, the hospitals and medical systems are getting in on the game and they're coming up with their own cards saying, oh, here's your bill. We can set you up for a free, free, interest free, free, low payment plan, just, you know, such and such and such for five years you know, 30, you know, however, you know, many months, you know, 60 months, and people freak out when they think, oh my gosh, it's going to take me five, seven, 10 years to pay it off. So what? Make sure it's in your budget. But the reason why I say you have to apply the three steps is because when you set up a payment plan, number one, with the facility, it doesn't show up on your credit report. That's the first thing. The second thing is, 
when you agree right away to say, okay, yes, I will pay this over, you know, I can afford to pay this bill over, you know, 10 months, 50 months, 60 months, or, you know, you get a credit card, a medical credit card, and, you know, you can pay it right away. Well, you're paying that MRSP, right? You're paying that manufacturer retail sticker price. You haven't applied the first two steps. You have not checked to see what the real price is. You're overpaying automatically. And gosh, you know, forbid that you uh, miss a payment um, or don't pay it off within that two-year period, then it's like, uh, you, you, you know, just I don't know what the interest rates are, but they're no longer interest-free, and they can, you know, the interest rates can be significant. And you also know that setting up these, again, I'm really emphasizing interest-free payment plan, regardless of your credit score, correct? Yes, they're, they're agnostic. They don't know what your credit score is when you call the hospital directly. You just want to make sure, though, that you can afford that payment plan. That's why you have to stick to your budget. Figure out what you can afford before you pick up that phone. It doesn't matter if the bill is 10000 20000 If you can only afford uh, 100 a month, that you know that you won't miss a payment, because if you do miss a payment, they will send you to collections pretty quickly. Um, you make sure that it's within your budget for that reason because it does not get reported to any credit agency. That is wonderful to hear. Oh my goodness, that is wonderful to hear. So, okay, um, I could just talk to you all day, but <laughs> I know you've got patients and everybody else on the media to talk to. So, okay, Dr. Virgie, um, what happens, what should people do if private insurance companies, Medicaid or Medicare will not cover the medical costs, then what? Well, there's, so there's good news. If you have Medicaid, if the provider accepts Medicaid, then you're covered. There's, they don't balance bill is called. Um, when an in-network provider, meaning they take your insurance, they're agreeing to pay to accept for full payment, payment in full for whatever that insurance uh, plan gives them for payment. So let's say that you have Medicaid and the bill is you know a hundred dollars, just to keep the math simple, and uh, Medicaid only pays ten dollars for that service. Well, there is zero <laughs> providers who accept Medicaid that's going to balance bill or come after the patient for the difference between their retail price and what they agree to pay as being a member in network with your insurance. So Medicaid, you're golden. If you, you, you just, people don't get, they don't, uh, providers know better than to pull that trick. They're not gonna balance bill people with Medicaid insurance. Um, however, yeah, uh, commercial insurance, that is a big, big game that Unfortunately, many providers uh, play because they win. They know that 99% of the American public doesn't know their rights and that they're not supposed to be balance billed. If you have an in-network provider and you go to that provider for a, a um, service uh, and the provider, said, I'm sorry, the, your insurance plan says, okay, yes, we will cover this uh, service. We believe it's medically necessary and it was performed. Let's say they pay them, you know, $10, even though the, the bill to, from the provider to the insurance, their usual price is 100 Balance billing, 
coming after you for the difference, the balance, meaning that $90 is breach of contract. 99% of us in this country don't know that. And why do they do it? Why do they try? Because it works. Because 99% of us don't know. Right. Yes. Of course. Okay, two last questions here. Okay, so all of the these the information that you've outlined in your book as well as during our conversation here this these procedures and, and, and techniques and methods this can also work even for the latest crisis medical crisis we have with COVID-19 and other pandemic related causes it this works for that too I'm taking it absolutely okay. every single medical bill you get for the rest of your life please 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 Remember, the only one right way to pay a medical bill is the three steps. Apply it to every single bill to make sure you don't overpay and you don't blow your budget and, and, you know, God forbid, your financial future. Are there patient advocacy organizations that people can use if they just just feel so intimidated? I mean, that are free for people to use? Yes, absolutely. you know what, I, I just have to tell you, Janice, you're just asking these questions that I just like I've been trying so hard to get folks to hear and, and so thank you for that. Oh, but sure. that is huge. So there are for profit businesses that are patient advocate businesses and you know, that's fine. Usually they charge ten percent of what they save you. But with these tools that I'm giving you, you know, the three steps and only run right way to pay a medical bill, you won't hopefully need unless you have like a long history of you know chronic illness with a lot of hospitalizations and you know they get us more at our most vulnerable right we're sick we're tired we're not feeling well we're ill um you know then it can be overwhelming and you want to get some help i call it you know what to do when you know we're teaching folks how to crush medical debt and you know i tell people okay what do you do when medical bills are crushing you so yes, there is these patient advocacy businesses and firms and practices that will help, uh, but usually 10% of what they save you. However, there is a nonprofit organization called Patient Advocates Foundation that will help you for free. They will go through your bills and take you basically go through the steps that we go through that we're now you're going to go through with every bill, the three steps of the one right way to pay a medical bill, they basically go through those steps with you. Now, the thing is they can't like represent you in court or something if you get sent to collections or something like that. But the point is they will go through your bills with you and it's a free service. It's a nonprofit organization. And the website address is patientadvocate, all lowercase, dot org. Wow, we're going to definitely bring that information throughout the rest of the show, next week, next show. Anybody who needs it, if you don't have a pen and paper, you can email me, info at filmfestivalradio.com, and I'll be more than happy to share that. Um, I, I saw another note here that you have indicated in your book that the number one cause of bankruptcy in America is medical debt. Really? Yes. Isn't that horrific? The number one cause of medical, sorry, the number one cause of debt Mm -hmm. and stress Mm -hmm. in this country is medical bills. 
Oh, it's just outrageous. So and it doesn't have to be that way. It, it shouldn't be that way, and it doesn't have to be that way. But in this country, we've been kind of lulled into thinking that, well, it is this way. It's just the system. It's just the way it is. And or, like we talked about before, you know, it's just too complicated to figure out how to make sure I'm not getting overcharged in my medical bills. And people don't know that they are getting overcharged. 80 to 90 percent of the time, they are getting overcharged in their medical bills. So, yeah, it's, it's a really unfortunate statistic. But, you know, with your health, Janice, we're getting the word out there. And, you know, we're, we're working towards making sure that one day it's not that way. Dr. Virgie, do you this will be my last question here. Do you ever foresee America having, you know, the, the insurance, the health insurance, the way a lot of European countries have, where it's free? Do you ever foresee that? I'll tell you why. Not in our lifetime, and I'll explain why. So briefly, so Medicare and Medicaid started in, I want to say, 65 with Lyndon B. Johnson, President Lyndon Johnson. And at that time, he got a lot of pushback uh, and saying, you know, it's kind of it's socialism, it's communism, that kind of thing. But he had the political capital to be able to push it through. It took another 50 years for the system to change uh, for public, I'm not public, um, private commercial insurance companies. And that's with, with the Affordable Care Act or ACA, or what some people call Obamacare. So it's going to be another 50 years before you think about all the pushback that happened then. And, there, you know, oh, yes. uh, you know, it's been 10 years and there's still some movement. Some will try to overturn an, a piece of the act of the federal law of the Affordable Care Act. So it's going to be another 50 years, I think, before we get anywhere close to having some kind of basic Medicare for all who want it, for specifically uh, for our veterans. I'm just, I, during this process, I found out that our veterans do not have lifetime access, ready access to medical care. I was stunned when I found this out, and they have medical debt, and I, I, I just, that. that's just outrageous, and that shouldn't be that way, and that's the only political uh, kind of um uh, you know, soapbox I get on saying that is a that is a, a, not just a crime; it's a sin that we don't take care of those who take care of us. So um, I think that what would happen before uh, for the rest of us, I'm hoping that we'll get Medicare for all veterans who want it. I did not know that either. I I thought they were medically veterans were medically covered for a lifetime. You would think, right? Yes. It's outrageous. It, I'm just stunned oh. and just, it's enraging. Oh yes. my goodness, that is so sad. And it's also very aggravating. And I don't even want to get started. I'm with you on that soapbox. I did not know that. Oh, goodness. Well, Dr. Virgie, again, the website is crushmedicaldebt.com and the book is Crush Medical Debt. And we just gave just like a down payment no pun intended, uh, of information about what is inside of this very valuable book. And so, I mean, do you have a podcast or are planning on one? To oh, gosh. Oh, you know, you know what, Janice, I think that, you know, I must have, my husband must have paid you to, like, spy on me and remember to promote this, remember to promote that. That's so kind of you to ask. Actually, I do. I have a radio show on Voice America that airs on Thursdays at uh, 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern, called Ask 
a doctor, what your doctor wants you to know with Dr. Virgie. And we talk regularly about how to crush medical debt and how to protect yourself from the number one cause of debt and bankruptcy in the United States. Great. So people can just tune in and listen. Uh, I'm sure. Do you t accept call-ins or what? Uh, not now. Uh, we will eventually. I've been asked to, okay. <laughs> to start, but now we're not taking call-ins. Uh, we do take email questions, however, now. Okay. And so that's a, a start. If you want to go to voiceamerica.com, you can email me questions there. Great, great. Wow, Dr. Virgie, I have just enjoyed talking to you. One of the reasons that this topic is so dear to me is because uh, when my mom was still alive and she passed away, unfortunately, in 2017, but and she was a person who was not very sick, believe it or not. She, she lived to be in her mid-80s and she was not very sick. She really took care of, care of herself. She died from a, an accident, a, a head injury. But Oh my gosh, I'm sorry. Oh yeah, it was, you can only imagine. But prior to that, um, whenever she would just go for her regular, just regular checkups and things, I was, I was like a little miniature bulldog or something. I was just there asking questions in a nice way, very nice way, but just taking being proactive and and just and there were other people senior citizen people there like sitting in the lobby and bless their hearts they didn't understand how to you know how it is when you you signing out trying to figure out this is all a computer is this and that and i would just go sometimes from person to person to person and, and they were like ma'am can you help me fill this okay and i just kind of became a little mini advocate in uh, my heart just wanted to help people so this is your book crush medical debt I mean just the overall topic of how you have a heart to help people is just a godsend and I just thank you and God bless you for the work you're doing oh gosh Janice thank you I, I appreciate it you're very kind and you know what you gave a great example of what our goal is with crush medical debt mm -hmm. we're going to have a community in the next several months of folks that have gone through the Crush Medical Debt 50-minute video training that you can find at crushmedicaldebt.com and be able to help each other out. Yes. You know, say, hey, you know what, I'm really good at this and I, you know, I, I successfully called, you know, for a real bill with CPT codes for the first time. You know, well, how do I do step three? Has anybody out there done, you know, gotten to step three and what was, I'm really scared to negotiate, you know, you know, how did it go for you and how did you do it? So, you know what? You're leading the pack. You're booking ahead, Janice. You know, I keep telling you, I think that my, my husband found you and, and just told you all these things that, you know, he wants you to get out there. This is awesome. That's exactly what we're hoping to do is to have a community of folks in the United States that now know how to protect themselves from the number one cause of debt and bankruptcy and to help each other out to protect them too. Oh my goodness, it is so needed. It is so very needed. And I listen to the listeners, even when I'm, of course, off the radio, I listen to what people in the real community world out here are saying and what they're complaining about. Um, you know, I, I listen, I have an ear for what they're saying because I'm one of them too. I just have this real dogged, like, no, I'm not going to 
press prompt 13 over and over again. I want to talk to a live human being, <laughs> you know, and I just... Thank you. Press zero. <laughs> Keep pressing zero. No matter what they tell you, yes. press zero. Press You'll probably likely get to a real human. Yes. Exactly. And it does work, and a lot of times it does work. But... <laughs> But if you, you know, you have, uh, you know how to reach me, please let me know when you guys uh, and you and your staff launched this um, community of people who have used uh, the information in your book, because I would love to share that with our listeners as well. Will do. I'll be happy to. Thank you for asking, Janice. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you again for chatting, for sharing, and writing this much-needed book. And I look forward to continuing to stay in touch with the work that you're doing and sharing it with our listeners. Please do, Janice. You know, I love talking with you. You're a lot of fun to talk with. You know, we have a mutual friend, and she told me, you know what, you're really going to enjoy talking to her. It's like, yeah, I'm having a lot of fun. Thank you yes. so much, Janice, for yes. having me. Our mutual friend, uh, she's, she and I have been friends for years. We once traveled to Switzerland together to a big, big oh event. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah, she's just a sweetheart, and I thank she her is. so much. I'm going to text her as soon as we get off this call. But anyway, I look forward to staying in touch with you, and just have a wonderful rest rest of the weekend. You have an awesome one, Janice. Now that you have my contact info, you know how to reach me. Yes. For instance, if you know someone with a bill that you think is just outrageous or they think is outrageous, uh -huh. you know, now you have an in, you know, I can just, you know, quickly go over with you how to apply the three steps and, you know, what other things to look for. And, um, you know, I'll be happy to help. Let okay. me know. Reach I, out. I definitely just keep will. in touch. Yes. All right. Definitely. Thank you so much. It's been wonderful talking with you. Oh, yes. Yeah, same here. I love talking to smart people. <laughs> I really You do. know what? I'm going to tell my husband you said that. Please. Somebody said I was smart. You are, because it's true. <laughs> and you've got the receipts to prove it. <laughs> there you go. I've got receipts. <laughs> receipts. <laughs> okay. Well, I will look forward to chatting with you, hopefully, in a few weeks or so from now, about the next project. Looking forward to it. Thank you again, Janice. You have an awesome one. Take good care. Okay, I shall. You too, then. Bye-bye. All right. All right. Ciao. Okay. Thank you so much, Dr. Virgie, for uh, this amazing book. This is exactly what so many people out here need. If you are dealing with uh, how to handle this big, if you have a big medical bill, uh, this book is a start to help guide you through what possibly can be done. So we want to thank Dr. Virgie again for this amazing book. And we want to also thank our guest, Miss Frida. Uh, Big Frida is a lot of fun, very talented, and um, go celebrate National Ice Cream Day tomorrow in honor of National Ice Cream Day. And we'll see you guys next Saturday on another edition of Film Festival Radio Show. I'm going to celebrate. I'm going to get me a strawberry shake. Okay, take care. We'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye.